Joe Biden gives a stunning reason why his approval ratings are so bad. A left-wing commentator blasts people who are concerned about public safety. Plus, the crisis at the southern border keeps getting worse. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden because he recently sat down for a one-on-one -on -one interview with MSNBC and the answers he provided to a wide range of questions were just stunning. Stunning in arrogance, stunning in lack of truthfulness, and stunning in being so disconnected and corrupt. First, where do things stand for Biden now that he has announced his intentions to run for re-election? They aren't good. In fact, no one has really performed this badly at this point in a presidency. President Biden is facing his lowest approval rating yet and trailing behind top Republican contenders in a potential 2024 matchup. A new ABC News Washington Post poll finding only 36% of Americans approve of the president, not only his career low, but numerically the lowest on record for any first-term president a year and a half from the next presidential election. That's the political landscape right now, and it's not surprising. Biden's policies on every major issue are hurting everyday Americans, from energy to the border to taxes to culture and unity. Biden is exactly what America does not need. Here's Biden when asked about the current state of affairs in America. And you talk about fighting for the soul of America, but can we level set in terms of the soul of America? Right now, hate crimes are on the rise, random acts of gun violence, women are under attack. Mr. President? I'll, I'll do one. The answer is yes, because that's why we can't let, well, um, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago uh, becomes president again. I don't know what's more interesting. The fact that a Biden staffer tried to shut down a question on the cultural state of America, or that Biden started out by saying, we can't let Obama win again. Here's Biden near the very beginning of the interview, and he's already starting to short circuit. Uh, for example, you're going to be able to get an Amtrak and instead of going through the tunnel of Baltimore at 30 miles an hour because nothing's been done under the Chesapeake Bay for under the, the Baltimore River, uh, the Baltimore area for 80 years. They're going to be able to go to 100 through at 100 miles an hour. We're going to they're going to see more. They're going to see railroads going from Syracuse to down to, all the way down to New York, upstate New York. Anyway, to, to, to the city. But my, I guess what I'm saying, what I think they we're going to see. Well, that made no sense. But here's the topper. Biden was asked why his approval ratings are so low. After all, if he's doing good things, if the country is heading in the right direction, shouldn't that be reflected in the polling? Here's Biden. Why do you think your polling is where it is? Well, I don't think people, by the way, every major one who won re-election, their polling numbers were mine are now. Put polling aside no, then, right? Yeah, Sentiment in this but, country, despite well, all these wins, is I, not I, very I, good. I, all they've heard is negative news for three years. Everything is negative. I'm not being critical of the press, but you turn on the television, the only way you're going to get a hit is if there's something negative. You, you know, you don't, anyway. I don't even know what to say. First, Biden actually said that all former presidents who were running for re-election had polling numbers like he does. That's just flat out false. Then he said the reason his poll numbers are bad is because all the news is bad. Hello? Yes, 
When you fail in every major category of American government and policy, you will have bad polling numbers. Biden basically shrugs this off. Ah, the only reason my numbers are bad is because you folks in the media are reporting on what I'm doing. Yes, that's the point. And we all know that the media go out of their way to paint things in a good light for the Democrats. So Biden can't blame the media, but at least he was honest by saying that his low approval is because of all the bad results. He just wants you to reelect him anyway. All right, next let's talk about public safety from the left-wing perspective. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next, a left-wing commentator had some very interesting comments regarding Jordan Neely and what happens when people ride the subway. As you know, Jordan Neely was on a New York subway train when he started threatening passengers. Multiple 911 calls were placed at the time, and Daniel Penny, along with two other men, restrained Neely, with Penny holding him down in a chokehold. Neely later died, and this has caused the left to go into a meltdown. On Friday, I was on One America News talking about this story, and you can find that interview here or in the link in the description. The left wants to paint this as a racist attack. And here's the other thing. The left also wants you to feel bad about wanting to be safe on the subway. Yep, according to the left, public safety is an elitist racist concept. You should expect to be threatened on the subway. You should expect to encounter violence because some people riding the subway are homeless and mentally ill, and so the law doesn't apply to them. Check out these comments from left-wing commentator Emma Vigeland regarding her subway experiences. Um, I, I was hit at one point sitting on the subway by a man who was having a mental health episode. He sat next to me, and he was elbowing and kind of flailing around and hit, hit me in the face and in my body, and I, I it was jarring, right? Um, the idea that I, I would want him to be hurt in any way. I just didn't want to be near him in that moment because mm -hmm. I understood something was going on here. Every one of us who's taken public transit has had this kind of situation, ha something similar happen, seeing someone struggling. This is a great example of looking into the mind of a leftist. She admits that she's been hit before while riding on the train, hit in the face even. But because she's an enlightened leftist, she doesn't wish harm to other people. She doesn't wish harm to that person in particular. She's just going to sit there and take it. She says this happens to everyone who rides public transportation as if being assaulted is okay. Of course, she totally misses the point as those on the left often do. She's trying to say that you must expect being to be harmed because you don't want to wish harm on this sick homeless person. Well, guess what? You should not expect harm when you ride public transportation. And that expectation in no way implies that you wish harm upon others. She's making a false equivalency. You can want to be safe, and that's okay. It's not either I'm safe or the homeless guy is safe, so I'll let him punch me in the face. That's wrong. But Viglin ups the rhetoric even more so that everyday Americans will feel bad about wanting to feel safe. Like my fear is not the primary... Right. primary uh, object of like what we should be focusing on right now. It's the fact that this person is in pain. Um, and so like the politics of dehumanization privileges the, the bourgeois kind of concern of people's like immediate discomfort in this narrow, narrow instance 
as opposed to larger humanity and life. It's really freaking twisted. Yep, it's just bourgeois to want to be safe. And that is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a long time. Should people with mental illness be treated and treated humanely? Absolutely. New York City had plenty of opportunities to help Jordan Neely, and the city failed miserably. But this idea that people have no basic right to safety and security is insane. The idea that you should just allow yourself to be punched in the face and that everyone on the train should have no expectation whatsoever for their own safety is just flat out wrong. These men were protecting the passengers, black and white men coming together to keep passengers safe. It's unfortunate what happened to Neely, no doubt about it. But people have a right to be safe, and this leftist wants you to feel like the bad guy. All right, next let's talk about the crisis at the southern border, because Title 42, which was a mechanism to quickly expel large groups of migrants trying to enter the U.S., is set to expire on Thursday. This means that in addition to the unprecedented flood of illegal aliens coming into the country since Biden took office, things are about to get a whole lot worse. Here's an update on what's going on. Take a look at this drone video also from El Paso. What you're going to see is another group of migrants who have crossed illegally, and they are not waiting for Border Patrol to take them. These become evaders and gotaways. They start walking down a dirt path in an effort to get further into the United States. You'll see they eventually walk near Interstate 10 in El Paso, but it's a couple dozen of them. Uh, they're not turning themselves in. They just want to get into the country. They have no interest in getting processed by Border Patrol. Now, that clip just gave you a sense of what's happening in just one area of the border. In addition to hundreds of thousands of migrants flooding the border and claiming asylum, when most are not legitimate asylum seekers, we also have people, as shown in that clip, that have no interest in being processed. They know they can just disappear into the country, and the numbers are skyrocketing. The number of gotaways at our southern border is shooting through the roof. Border Patrol says last week alone, there were more than 18,600 known gotaways at our border. That's almost 19,000 people who snuck into the United States successfully in a single week. That's what's going on. And in the meantime, you have Democrats like Pete Aguilar who do not care that the border is wide open. Instead, in an interview on MSNBC, Aguilar said America needs to focus on the so-called root causes of migration. We need an orderly process. I agree with you, Joe. Uh, that's that's absolutely something that we need to do. Uh, what we what House Democrats want to also make sure that we focus on are these root causes of migration. You know, people are fleeing difficult and dangerous conditions. They're fleeing economic issues. They're fleeing because of climate change. Yep, fleeing because of climate change. Seeking asylum because of climate change. The root cause of migration are actually irrelevant when it comes to the topic of border security. Regardless of the reasons that lead to these record surge in the illegal border crossings, the federal government has a constitutional responsibility to protect the border. Root causes have nothing to do with that constitutional mandate. Here's more from Aguilar. Well, House Democrats want order at the border. We want asylees treated with dignity and, and respect. Um, but we also understand the importance of making investments to ensure that that happens. Nothing on border security, just more spending on things that will not keep the border secure and Americans protected. As hundreds of thousands of migrants are waiting to storm the border once Title 42 is lifted on Thursday, America needs a real border security effort and that is not happening from Biden and Mayorkas. And quickly, I just want to update you on a women's clothing line, Anthropology, 
because despite the fallout and intense backlash that Bud Light is going through, this women's clothing brand decided to have its hold my beer moment and put out an ad with a guy modeling their clothes. That's right, they could have hired a woman to model women's clothing that are made for women, but instead, they hired a dude. The comments were so intense that the company disabled them on Instagram, with one user noting, taking bets on how many times anthropology can silence women in one evening, first with the ad and next disabling comments. You may not hear us, but we've certainly gotten your message loud and clear. Great comments. And you have to wonder if these companies will ever, ever learn. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.